You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never rains. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Locked on Browns brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network. Available free, always, um, on any platform where you would find your podcast. Subscribe or be following the Locked on Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Locked on Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Uh, today's episode, your pregame episode of Locked On Browns for Week Three, is brought to you by the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Back up and running, new hosts Eric Crocker. If you don't know Eric Crocker, does some fantastic work. He's going to be breaking down prospects. You're getting an analytic touch to it uh, from Ryan Tracy, uh, who's also part of the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, uh, Odyssey, Spotify, iTunes. Again, make sure you subscribe. Checking out the guys as the rebirth of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, uh, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Uh, you know the drill. Uh, we're going to sit down here with Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. Uh, we're going to break down the offensive side of the ball. We're going to break down the defense side of the ball, some game predictions and thoughts in your three segments for your pregame show. Pete, I want to start on the defensive side of the ball um, because with the transition that now Justin Fields will be the starter uh, for the Bears um, and – Good on the Bears for not playing the gamesmanship card and all of this nonsense. Um, you know, plus give the confidence to the kid, you know, where, you know, he gets to carry himself like QB1 for the week. Um, and you certainly have a ton invested in him, so you might as well. Um, but now you have a rookie quarterback. And obviously for Justin Fields, it'll, you know, certainly be some mixed emotions, um, you know, playing in the state of Ohio in his first NFL start, you know, all of his, you know, his years of success at Ohio State. Um, but coming into what is going to be a raucous crowd, a loud crowd, and a defense that probably needs to start climbing the ladder here a little bit and showing some more. Um, and for Joe Woods, Pete, I mean, this is kind of, you know, it's setting up where, you know, now you're starting to get players that you've been talk to, talking about that, you know, the vision of your defensive scheme is these players are now starting to, they're here, they're playing, they're contributing. Um, you need to get this defensive line going a little bit more. This is going to be a big one here because, you know, if this, you know, if we see another, you know, of somewhat of a little bit of vanilla effort here again, um, it's, there's just too much talent there. Um, it's time for these guys to start looking like the unit they spent the entire offseason assembling. I guess. I mean, look, the thing with Joe Woods that, that, seems to get lost in this whole thing is people are like down on him for whatever reason. Three of the most exciting players on this team are Malik McDowell, Greg Newsome, and Grant Delpit. They have played, they came into this season having played exactly zero NFL games and they're all good. Like at what point do we realize what is, how difficult it is to sort of install a defense and get everything right. It's like, a missed assignment here, missed assignment there. Guys are trying to live up to the the hype, all this stuff, and we're we're getting way too worried about it. And then we keep I, the thing I keep seeing is people are like, "Well, I wish the Browns were like this, so and so defense or this so and so defensive coordinator." And then their defense is getting beat in a way that Joe Woods isn't. So I don't get too caught up in it. Um, it's we knew coming in 
to this season. It was going to be about figuring uh, the defense out, getting it to work together effectively. Um, that will happen over the course of weeks. It's just a question of how long it is. Um, I fully expect the Browns are going to have just a breakout performance, whether or not it's against the Bears, I don't know. But what I do find interesting about this particular matchup is that by virtue of going to Justin Fields and just the way the Bears offense sort of works, it may be a reason for them to use more of the dime defense that we saw against the Houston Texans. That was sort of the unveiling where you got to see Grant Delpit's debut. Greg Newsom is quite good already. And then Mm -hmm. you have the ability to put JOK on the field with those guys. You're really fast, really rangy. You can blitz from a number of different angles, even if people are not satisfied with the amount of blitzing they do. And now you can really potentially attack Justin Fields as well as cover the guys he's trying to pass the ball to because their running game is okay, but it's, you know, the Browns have done a really good job so far against the run. And look, and the bears are coming in here with an offensive line. That's not very good. Um, You signed, you know, Jason Peters off the street and, you know, look, Jason Peters still looks to be the part, um, you know, maybe not as dominant as he once was, but still, you know, a a certain, a a fine, fine left tackle in the NFL future hall of famer. Um, And with this Pete, and, and this is, and we had talked about this, you know, where the Browns defense and the dime package and going with more athletes, this was going to be geared towards the Kansas cities, the Baltimore's, the Buffalo's. And as far as making your way through, hopefully an AFC playoff run. Um, but with this switch to the quarterback and, you know, as you basically, you know, brilliantly put it, it certainly trends now that this is, you know, a way to use this here. Um, the key, interesting thing is going to be, you know, the bears to this point until they, you know, were forced to play Justin Fields. Um, he was used gimmicky. And for me, like, I, I hate it because, and remember we hated it with Baltimore doing it with Lamar Jackson when he was a rookie. Um, he's not, they're not getting any better doing that type of stuff. You drafted these kids, you ha- obviously for the bears and, you know, uh, you know, for the regime in Chicago, and they are certainly lucky that they are going to get another quarterback to even get their hands on. You need to see whether or not the kid can play quarterback. We don't need to see whether or not, you know, he can run read option. Can he throw the football? Can he get Allen Robinson, who you have a ton invested to, looking like the receiver that he is? Because his time there has been pretty stale because you haven't had quarterbacks that could get him the ball. Sure. Um, look, I think my opinion on Justin Fields was always that he looked like he needed another year in college. Uh, he's exceptionally gifted, both in terms of his accuracy and his athleticism. But you know, experience is is really important, and I didn't think he had enough of it. Uh, and that's not to say he can't be a good quarterback in the NFL. It's just really hard to then come in with limited experience and then be good. Initially, now he can still do things that are really exciting. He can throw the ball and he can run it, but can he make, you know, the reads against the defense that has the ability and, and, and Joe Woods tells you he wants to disguise coverages. For example, um, he's a big fan of running too high and then going to either cover one or cover three out of it with one of those safeties coming down and on any given play, you don't know which one's going to do it. So, that can lead to different uh, 
ways to disguise coverages. You could potentially drop Grant Delbin back if you needed to. Um, just to give guys different ways to to look. Obviously, they they've been willing to blitz Delpit or or guys or Troy, uh, Troy Hill uh, can blitz. So there's ways to sort of disguise it, and that's what I would expect the Browns to do. Uh, they're going to, you know, I think some of this sort of vanilla look is just a matter of getting guys right, but um, they keep mixing in little things here or there. And because he is a guy who's so athletic, typically uh, those guys tend to hold the ball longer because they have such uh, trust in their legs that they feel like they can get out of more. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, to his credit, got the ball out in under 2.7 last week. So, you know, he neutralized a lot of pass rush. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be quite that disciplined. If he is, good for him. But if he's not, then he may be holding on to the ball and getting whacked by various Browns pass rushers uh, from different angles, whether it's the front four or guys coming off, uh, off the edge from different angles. Yeah. And look, Tyrod Taylor, who's been in this league for an eternity, um, you know, and obviously can certainly, you know, has quick processing ability. Um, and for Justin Fields, you know, I mean, credit to him if he can pull it off. Um, but everybody in these moments, these first moments, you know, the jitters are there. The nerves are there and, the, you know, just the fact that it's real now. And you may think you're working at a normal pace and maybe you aren't. Um, so, you know, and look, this is full of storylines, you know, with, you know, this game that maybe wasn't so sexy, maybe now has some storylines to it for, and please tell, for the love of God, please tell me Adam Archuleta will not be doing this game because that was dentist office bad last week. So please get a better crew in there for this week. Um, I'm begging you. I'm begging you on that front. Um, so, but you know, and this is the thing, look at the end of the day and look, Justin Fields may go on to be a damn fine quarterback in this league, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, whatever one of these young quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks it is, it's look, this is the defense with a lot of talent. This is the defense with a lot of experience for the most part. There is some young players, but there's a lot of experience here. This shouldn't be this difficult for this Browns defense. And this is for me, why I think this is maybe, you know, a little bit of the low hanging fruit here for an opportunity for them maybe to go out there. And one of the old terms that we used to use around here all the time, Pete, a little batting practice it, you know, get, get, get some cuts in and start feeling about yourself. But with that, Pete, this has always been a good part, good segment of the Lockdown Browns pregame shows. As far as the pass rush, Pete, where is the turd of the Bears offensive line? Oof. Um, right now it's their center. Uh, both, well, center and right guard. Uh, uh, Sam Mustafer and... Uh, James Daniels have struggled. Uh, you know, the, the, none of their interior guys are particularly good. I mean, Jason Peters, as you mentioned, is going to go to the Hall of Fame. And at this point, it seems like he injures something significantly, walks over the sideline, they bolt something onto him, and he walks back out there right. and keeps playing well. Um, Jermaine Effetti is nothing special at right tackle. So that's why I think part of the strategy for the, for the Bears has to be get the ball out quickly, whether that is – using uh, the passes, getting the ball out of his hands or running, uh, sort of getting out in space to try to, you know, move the pocket, you know, sprint out type stuff. But you could see things like, uh, you know, smoke screen, those type of plays, because they have guys who can do it, uh, like Mooney and some of these other players, uh, Marquise Goodwin. These are guys who 
have a ton of speed, not particularly tall. So it may be a good week to do that. But yeah, the Browns should have a substantial advantage up front. And it's just a question of whether or not uh, the Bears allow them to to capitalize. But through two games, and, and granted, neither the Texans nor the Chiefs offered a fearsome running game. But the Browns have been pretty dominant in that capacity. So even if they're using uh, a smaller personnel group in terms of potentially employing more of the dime look, their defensive line is still huge and can still clog up blocks and allow guys to run around free and rack up tackles. And this is, you know, I'll just get to this one to close it out here. Um, Look, we know who Allen Robinson is. We know who David Montgomery is. Is there really a threat here, Pete? skill position wise on this team outside of those two players. Cause I gotta be honest. I mean, there's some guys who look like nice role players, but certainly somebody there's, I, there's not another name here that actually makes me say, you know, certainly going to keep, you know, Joe Woods or, you know, secondary coach or, you know, linebacker coach. It's, it's going to keep them up at night worrying about, you know, what the bears are bringing. Well, I mean, look, no, not in the sense that look, Marquise Goodwin is not Tyreek Hill. Darnell Mooney is not, you know, uh, the Cooper Cup uh, or any or, or or any of those type of guys, but they are really fast and they can potentially punish you if you leave them open and create big plays that way. Uh, and Justin Fields has a has a big arm and he can get it down the field. So I mean, if they fall asleep or allow guys to get behind them, then they can potentially capitalize on big plays. Um, but between the defensive line. And the defensive backs, the Browns may be able to do a pretty solid job of keeping everything in front of them and playing downhill. But Allen Robinson is a challenge for this group simply because he's so damn big uh, at 6'3", you know, over 210 pounds. Um, You know, maybe you have Greg Newsom follow him around because you don't love that matchup with Denzel Ward, but regardless – Whoever's doing, whoever's covering him is at a disadvantage in terms of size, and if they feel the need to sort of dedicate more help for that reason, it could potentially open up opportunities elsewhere. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, but for me, and you know, I'm going to stick with this. I, I think this is the week where you need to see this Browns defense start to you know climb the ladder, so to speak, as far as coming together as a unit a little bit more. Um, look, still a little moving parts, and it, definitely not the comfortability the understanding of each other yet but a little bit of a cookie hanging here in front of this Browns defense this week and uh look at the end of the day and I'll reiterate it look you know Justin Fields may go on to be a fantastic quarterback in this league um but it's his first NFL start you've got a defensive line full of just straight beast athletes um you've got a secondary that again on paper don't mean to spit but uh you know on paper and you know individually these guys look good it's time for this defense to start maybe coming together a little bit as a unit. We can get to the offensive side of the ball here as we roll on through your pregame locked on Browns. Celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious favors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, simply put, you are missing out. Coconut. Cherry Barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. I am still a mint brownie fan, king of the household here in the Lloyd House. If you haven't tried all the flavors, I suggest you get a mixed box where you get two 
of each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Most of the bars contain 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now we go to the offensive side of the ball here, Pete. And first things first, and you know, you just you can't get away with it. You can't deny it. It's it's time. Um, you know, it, it's weird for an NFL team to have this type of luxury. Yes, the Browns have lost Jarvis Landry for the you know minimum three games. Who knows how long it'll be? For Jarvis is maybe going to be a little bit difficult, in my opinion. And again, I'm not a doctor. I did not stay at a uh, Holiday Inn Express that. Last night, but Jarvis's game is so predicated on his cutting ability and short area quickness. For a guy like him, this may be something that could go a little bit longer than somebody else. Again, just pure speculation on my part. But you bring back in Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you whether he truly wasn't ready for Kansas City or Houston or the Browns, who have now had this reputation of you know saying you know what there's good. And then there's good, there's good, and there's good enough. And maybe the Browns' good enough isn't good enough, and it, they're going to wait till it's good. You bring Odell back in the fold. I'm assuming it's going to be some somewhere limited as far as the amount of reps you're going to play him on. And if you saw the uh, video of Baker uh, being mic'd up this past week, um, the confidence level of you know I don't care if we tell, I'll just tell them what we're running. I don't care if we do what we're supposed to do. We communicate. We're going to be better than them. Um, so it's not necessarily like you're looking for Baker to come in here and save this offense. You're looking for him maybe to hopefully get things going a little bit more vertically than you were able to do against Houston. Of course, there is still the threat, Pete, that you know there are going to be people who look and say, that is Odell Beckham Jr. We need to make sure we have coverage his way. And what we did see last week after Jarvis Landry went out was it was a lot more similar to 2018 Baker Mayfield, his rookie year where it was, we don't know who to defend, and you know things are going left, right, da, 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 motion, you know, play action, boost this way, boots this way, and whoever opened is getting the ball. I hope we can continue to see this, and I hope we can continue to see this completion percentage that we saw last week, because if anything, we know the offensive line is going to do what they're going to do. We know how strong the running game is, which opens up what the passing game can do. Now maybe we're just going to hopefully get to the point where maybe, you know, it almost feels like we're, you know, like trying to just ask for too much, where – Okay, well, can we just now go vertical as well, along with you know all the success we've had moving the ball uh, on offense through two weeks? Well, look, the Bears are good on defense. They have dudes that can actually you know give give the Browns a challenge. Akeem Hicks is a stud. Uh, Mac Khalil Mack is still a great player. Robert Quinn is a great player. They've got a really nice young corner in Jalen Johnson who's playing well. They've still got. Eddie Jackson uh, and Roquan, Roquan Smith, Smith. It has it, it's taken a while and had some a weird twists and turns, but he's fantastic uh, this year. So they are a team that can present a lot of challenges. 
which the Browns are, are going to have to sort of step up and face. They haven't faced anybody nearly this good defensively. Uh, you know, I suspect the Browns will make a decision one way or the other on Friday when it comes to Odell Beckham. I think if it goes to game He's time. playing. There's well, no way he goes on a full practice on Wednesday and not play. Boom, that will be what happens. Uh, the thing that I found interesting with what he said today wasn't his uh, sort of tempering expectations. And I think that's in part because I, I, I think it bothers him that expectations sort of got away from this thing. And it became disappointing that he wasn't ready a month earlier than his schedule. And the fact that he noted his schedule, that they're 10.5 weeks or I'm sorry, 10, 10 and a half months out from surgery. And the goal was to get back in 11. Um, so it would have been 10 against the chiefs. Uh, so, you know, there has to be a little bit of um, fear, you know, however you'd like to put it, hesitancy on the part of Odell Beckham. He wants to be good. He wants to be every, every bit the player that the Browns acquired and, and uh, that superstar presence they have. But he's also, you know, hoping to just stay healthy for a little bit. And he hasn't been able to do that. So there's a lot sort of riding on this for him. But if he's healthy, uh, they have to de uh, devote extra attention to him, whether it's safety or whatever. Um, and that should open things up elsewhere. Uh, the Browns have the ability to force teams to go big uh, with their three tight ends or, or go smaller and go wider. Um, I, I think you have the ability to bring in a guy like Anthony Schwartz. You have the ability to bring in somebody like Demetric Felton, and those create different sort of matchups in, in their own right. Um, and then, you know, we saw a little bit of Richard Higgins. We should see more of him. Uh, so if Baker Mayfield keeps playing well, you know, hopefully they, they, they stop turning the ball over, which has been the biggest issue on the offense. Um, they can continue to play well. They can continue to run the ball effectively, run play action, do all those things that are great. And that they can add more explosive vertical passes as opposed to just explosive underneath passes, then they've got sort of everything offensively. That's the one thing we're sort of missing on this. You know, the only real vertical pass they threw last week was to Harrison Bryant in that, three tight end empty formation, which all of them are wide open on. So, you know, the Browns have been in a lot of ways like clockwork on offense, but turnovers, that's the one area they have to clean up. They've got four uh, in two games, you know, a team like the bears, they beat the Bengals based on turnovers. Uh, you know, if, if the Browns are going to ensure that they don't allow the bears to win this game, it's going to be by protecting the ball. Um, I'm glad you brought up Rashard Higgins because it, this where the Browns wide receiver room at right now seems very similar to 2018 when Josh, Josh Gordon flaked out for the final time as a Cleveland Brown and was basically told, pack your bags, get the hell out of here, we're done. Or last year when Odell Beckham Jr. went down with his knee injury. Um, it, it always seems that something's got to tip the hand and you know they basically have to go back and say, hey, Rashard, buddy, can you help us out here? And I don't think it's going to be just him that kind of fills the Jarvis Landry void. Um, obviously, you saw Felton last week with the, um, you know, with the smoke screen that led to the touchdown. You know, they do 
still value Jarvis as a ball carrier in, in those type of motion things where I think Anthony Schwartz is going to get involved here. But, you know, with Donovan Peoples-Jones not just not being able to translate into game action yet, you know, what appeared to be a really, really strong August. Um, Anthony Schwartz, look, week one was great. Week two, not so great. It's okay. He's a rookie. Didn't have much practice time in August. So it's tried to ha- truly hard to figure out or expect, you know, the success and you know, what Anthony Schwartz can bring you. But there's 82. And, you know, every time, you know, it seems, you know, it's kind of like an insurance policy. Every time you need him, it seems you just say, hey, Higgs, do me a favor. And, you know, so I think it's maybe time to, you know, stop ignoring this. And, you know, until Donovan Peoples-Jones shows he can play with some consistency, until Schwartz is, you know, able to give you this role that you have pinpointed for him, I think it's time to get Rashard Higgins back involved. Well, he was hurt uh, for the Chiefs game. They utilized him more in the second game. I expect that will continue to go up. It, it, the thing he does well that I've always really liked about him is he attacks a different area of the field than these other receivers. He's just in that intermediate area. So uh, in terms of timing routes and just, you know, finding the yep. just the right spot in the zone, he caught, you know, a, a 13 and a 14-yard pass both uh, both obviously move the sticks. Both look really difficult to defend, and I would expect to see more of those type plays. And that the fact that he attacks that area of the field, with the fact that right now Austin Hooper is sort of the, really playing that Jarvis Landry area of the field where he's like underneath a lot, and the Joku's a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. That you create more of that layered look and can attack more areas of the field. Whereas with Landry, it often ends up being just varying ways on attacking teams horizontally, whether that's, you know, using sort of uh, mesh type routes to clog people up or just stretching them out really wide or play action one way and booting out the other, whatever it is that Higgins just gives you that little differentiation in terms of the area of the field and forces defenses to cover a little more ground. Uh, And the fact that he has Baker's trust is critical. I, I don't think, Donovan Peoples-Jones is there yet. Obviously, Schwartz is not there yet. Uh, Demetric Felton is not there yet. Um, that doesn't mean he won't throw them the ball. It just means he doesn't have sort of that uh, the same level of trust that he does in guys like back, uh, guys like Landry and guys like Higgins. All right. With all that being said, and you know, we look, you know, we, we've highlighted who the Browns players to watch. I mean, the Bears players to watch are, are on this defense. You know, Jack Conklin, Khalil Mack. Um, you know, if you're not a big fan of O line versus defensive line, uh, I suggest you watch that one. That's probably going to be a really, really solid matchup on Sunday. Um, besides, and you know what, we won't even talk about skill players anymore. Uh, you know, we'll just exclude Nick Chubb from these conversations. But besides Nick Chubb, Pete, the most influential Browns skill player on offense for this team to be successful Sunday, pull out their second victory of the year, would be? I mean, I'm going to go with Njoku. Just, I, 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 the question I keep coming into with these games is who's going to cover Njoku? And I don't know who that is for uh, the Bears. They don't really have like this obvious matchup guy for him. Roquan Smith's a great player, but you know, Njoku. he's given up like five inches. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if they ask him to sort of play just straight man coverage like that. Um, 
you know, Eddie Jones, Oklahoma Eddie Street. Jackson's really more of a, a zone free, a zone safety. Right. So who you're left with is like Tashawn Gibson and God bless him. That's not his, that's not his bag. And like Ogletree, Dude. who's just not good at anything coverage. So that's where I look at a guy who can sort of find spacing, create opportunities for other guys and per- particularly off play action um, as teams might sell out a little bit to try to stop Nick Chubb that may create a little, you know, the play, I mean, the play structure I'd like to get back to is the stuff that they sort of, that, uh, that Hugh Jackson and, and uh, Freddie Kitchen sort of took right from Oklahoma, which was that sort of, uh, you know, mesh look, put the ball to Njoku right behind the, uh, that second level and let him run. And I think mm-hmm. he's a guy who who's clearly able after the catch, obviously I'd love to see them go down the field with him, but I think he has the ability to really create a mismatch in, in that secondary. The, the bears clearly have talent in a lot of spots. I just don't know that they have somebody really well suited to cover him or any of their tight ends, but he's clearly the most talented in that group. I am going to call for a Hollywood Sunday. I think Rashard Higgins is going to have a a very strong contest uh, this Sunday, which will you know give the Browns the opportunity to you know bring Odell back into the fold slowly um, to make sure that the next time Jarvis Landry takes a field, he is truly one hundred percent in you know not getting one of these things where Jarvis is out there playing less than one hundred percent, and you don't get the full Jarvis Landry effect. So for me, I will go with a Hollywood. Higgins, uh, you know, uh, big time effort this week. And as we know, Pete always loves to, uh, uh, you know, ride the David Najoku train and certainly rightfully so. We'll get some game predictions here, some final thoughts. Your Locked On Prowns pregame show with your host, Jeff Lloyd, with Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. We are back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Do not forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the latest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. After two weeks of the NFL regular season, there's still time to make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool has hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own and unique. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. It's not too late to start a pick or survivor pool. 
For Survivor Leagues that have already lost, we also offer Revival Pools, where you can restart your pool at a discount. Week 2 was much stronger for the public who went 10-5 and five in Pick'em, and only 10% of pools were knocked out in Survivor. Still, now that about one-third of Survivor Pools are finished, the Revival Pools are starting. The Pick 5 contest is still open for folks to enter and win weekly prizes. Both the NBA and the NHL are just on the horizon with pools that can last all season long. And check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. Don't miss out. The NFL season is off to an exciting start. So go to runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Well, Mr. Smith, it is that time. Sunday, come 4 o'clock, 4.05, 4.10, 4.15, when we fire up the record button for your Locked On Browns postgame show, the final outcome from First Energy Stadium is... Well, I expect the Browns will win. I, I don't know what kind of score we can expect, so I mean... Well, well, let's go with this. We're looking at about, right about now, a teeters between a 7.5 to a 7 point Browns listed as your favorites? Um, I'd probably take the Bears to cover. I don't know why, but the, the, I want to see the Browns actually beat a point spread one of these times uh, where, where they're the favorite. Um, the Bears are pesky. Um, this certainly a game they could get out of hand. Again, if the Browns don't turn the ball over, they're going to blow them out, I, I expect. Uh, but if the Bears can get the ball on the uh, whether they get an interception or, or fumble or something, that has been where the Browns have allowed teams to hang around, or in the case of the Chiefs, beat them in the second half. I think um, whether it's seven, seven and a half, and I think it's going to be similar to last week. You know, granted the Browns did not cover last week, but I think it could be something similar where the game maybe lags around as being close. You know, for two maybe two and a half quarters and you know the Browns you know just do their thing and, and close it out in the end obviously seven a lot easier than the double digit spread they had last week um but it, it's certainly you know an interesting dynamic of course now yes turnovers and, and I agree with you 100 you know the Browns need the problem is is it's okay to have a turnover or two but the Browns really aren't getting the other any the other way uh, one last week, I mean, two last week, but granted one special team. So you really can't go ahead and reward the offense with that. Um, but and again, I love Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a fantastic player in this league. I think this is a tough spot. I really do. I think it's a tough spot because this is a Browns defense that maybe is going to, looking to turn the corner. Um, you got getting to starting to get the field that maybe there's some confidence going on there. Certainly with a player like Grant Delpit, certainly with a player like Jeremiah Wusu koromoa you talked about the weaknesses on the interior and, you know, we saw some early in the preseason of, you know, JOK blitzing the a gap. Um, you do this where you have Malik McJackson, Malik McDowell, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. Things are not going to go well. That's just the way it works. Um, so for me, I, I think this is one where, you know, the Browns, I think this will be another double digit victory. I think they are certainly capable of this. Pete, this is what I want to get to. And as we're recording this, I'm laughing my butt off here. Um, Carolina Panthers pretty much about to be three now with Sam Darnold on her center. And, you know, I, I talked about this at the time and, you know, look, the jets, you could understand 
why they were going to draft another quarterback and move on from Sam Darnold. But it was also the same thing of, do we truly know who Sam Darnold is yet? And I don't think we do. And at the time, I don't think we did. So this was something where maybe it it wasn't going to look good. But Pete, meanwhile, in Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey not playing much this evening, Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold are probably going to be 3-0. It's just interesting the way the NFL works. Well, look, I mean, I don't think Sam Darnold was Carolina's first choice. Um, even Which makes it even more interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, look, uh, he was talented coming out of USC, lacked experience. The Jets threw him in there with no help, and he sucked. Um because he had, you know, they didn't support him at all. And, you know, some of these, you can get a guy who's like 24, 25, and you can bring them into your organization and find out that they're not bad. And they actually do have the talent that most people thought they did at the time, but needed to be supported. And Carolina, to their credit, has done a better job, even though their entire offense is dropping dead in this game. Um, like flies. That, but you know, credit to Matt Rule and his staff. I think they they've done a good job in general, but that they've been able to sort of get better play out of Sam Darnold. I think part of it is they don't expect him to be a hero, and I don't think the Carolina Panthers fans expect him to be a hero. That helps. So yeah, I keep saying, you know, with when it comes to younger these young quarterbacks, is they're not handled very well. People like to try to suggest that, well, there's so much more prepared coming to the NFL because of seven on sevens and all these various camps and everything else. But if you're not, if you didn't get the experience in college, you're trying to get it in the NFL is really difficult. And one way or the other, chances are you're either going to sit for your, the team that drafted you before you play, or you're going to be sitting with the team that gets you second, like Mitchell Trubisky or, Deshaun Kaiser or any number of other quarterbacks along these lines, Mark Sanchez, um, where if you just let them sort of mature, and I think Justin Fields is in the same boat. I don't we'll see if it if 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 it works out with him this way, but I just think if you treat it as an investment and like you have you need it to succeed in order to essentially continue your career, I think we'd have more responsibility more responsible. Team building. The other part is like we have so many people um, who have no sweat equity or anything invested in these teams, and are like, yeah, whatever, throw the rookie in, and then if they they get killed, they can move on to the next one. The team can't. So it, it, that's where I think you have to be smart with this. You know, one of the reasons I like Baker Mayfield is because he was so experienced. I think that's a huge asset. You know, you look at it time and time again the guys who who played the most in college tend to be better in the NFL um, in terms of getting to their top end. If they don't have much of a top end, then it's not a big deal, but it, it increases your floor significantly. And if you do have a ton of talent, then you're all the better served for it. Whereas if you are a guy who didn't play much in college, um, your floor is super low and you can have utter disasters play out as we keep saying. And, and we'll see what happens with Zach Wilson or some of these other quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence. But it's it's a struggle early. Obviously, it's only two weeks in. But nevertheless, 
if, if we've learned anything, it's we should realize it's still really, really difficult uh, to play in the NFL and experience still matters. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And of course, to be even a quarterback in the NFL. Um, and it just shows you the world of difference from being a starting quarterback for an NFL team. You know, that's maybe, you know, the lower ranks to being the middle ranks to being the top 10 to being the Aaron Rodgers and the Patrick Mahomes of the world. Just absolutely insane. Um, with that, uh, you know, Bears coming to town. Um, feel pretty confident. Brown should be two and one. Uh, at the end of the day, come Sunday, um, you know, just go out there, play good, sound football, um, stick with everything that goes on and just keep doing what you do. The coaching, everything just works in harmony. Um, and that usually leads to success. So um, Browns with one, they should win. And certainly after week one, um, you're not in a position where you can, you know, you didn't steal that one in Kansas City. So you certainly can't be giving away games that you should be winning. He is Pete Smith of um, Browns Digest and sportsillustrated.com. Make sure you're checking everything out over there, whether it is the podcast, whether it is the Pete and Nicole podcast, um, you know, for Pete's sake, always fantastic. Listen, um, I, it, it just gets, I think it gets better each week, Pete. And look, we, you know, you have a much better relationship with Nicole than I do. Um, but it just seems in, you know, obviously now that you guys spend a little time together, a little bit more, um, it just seems to be getting better and better. And look, best of luck with it. Continue to kick ass with that. Uh, the written work, uh, Browns Digest, you know, Pete and his team, you know, whether it's Corey, whether it's Sam Penix and the other guys over there, they're just doing a fantastic job. Uh, check everything out through westside.com. Make sure you are following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Um, you know, we'll all be sitting down tomorrow night. We'll be rooting for the Streetsboro program uh, as Pete and the, uh, the young men look to uh, remain undefeated, the adopted high school program of the Locked On Browns podcast. Show itself, Locked on Browns. Always a follow back account, as you guys know. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow over there. iTunes, Spotify, um, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast, Locked on Browns. Always, always free. Leave a rating, uh, leave a five star review, please. And thank you. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go.